Welcome back to the Entro Podcast. My name is Rashid Phillips, and the Entro Podcast is the podcast that introduces you to early stage entrepreneurs in various stages of their journey. So far, we've heard from those in the fitness industry, those in the hair care industry, home services, uh, power washing. We've heard a lot and still have so much more to go. Uh, today's guest is a dear friend of mine. Uh, known him better part of a decade plus some change uh, and has watched him be a serial entrepreneur um, just like myself and it's been amazing to see him grow not talking about his hair because that went years ago but um, to see him flourish in all the aspects and avenues that he's gone through despite numerous challenges uh, that he's faced along the way and to go through it the way he has with such stamina and grace and persistence is extremely um, inspiring to me and I know will be inspiring to others. Please uh, welcome my guest today, Jay LaVar of The Dad's List. Thank you, Rashid. What's going on, man? Uh, how's it going, brother? How are you feeling today? I'm feeling really, really good. No, thank you, man. I, I'm, I'm happy. I want to say thank you for being here. Uh, I really appreciate it. And just tell the people a little about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Jay LaVar Bryan Sr. Um, I am the CEO and founder of The Daz List. The Daz List is a list of our values, goals, as well as milestones as fathers in effort to push towards our legacy for our families. Um, we are an online community as well as a podcast that finds a way to share stories as men to be able to encourage as well as empower fathers to be able to continue to do what they're doing so we can actually change the narrative of how our society looks at dads and the level of involvement that we have. That I think that's really important. That's really great that you're doing that because moms get all the love. Oh, yeah. Most all the love. And dads, not so much. So I know you weren't creating it for that aspect. It was more of a way to help other fathers. But talk about that. Uh, what... What was sort of the seed that planted this in your head and said, hey, something like this needs to exist, and if it doesn't, I'm going to be the one to make it? So initially, the, the company started because I was wanting to find a way that I can focus on what I'm passionate about. I had a job that I was doing well, but I realized I wasn't getting any fulfillment from it. And I've known that for a long time, but I've been ignoring what I was passionate about. So it really took some time to soul search and really figure out what it was that I was passionate about. What would I do for free? What would I do long term, regardless of how much money I was making or not making? And through that, I realized that my passion is my kids and my passion is being a father. And I've always been very um, excited and, and proud that I've been a, a very present father from the very first day my fourth, our first child was born to our fourth one. That was, that's only a year, a year and a half old. So um, because I was passionate about fatherhood. It initially didn't start off about a business. I really wanted to just say, okay, well, how can I showcase that I am someone who is being able to stand up and I'm holding down my family and I'm present in all aspects of being a father because I know there's others out there like that. So I started out an Instagram account just to showcase some pictures and images and videos of me and my kids you know, being active and doing all the things that we do every day. And then I come to realize that I was getting more and more people interested in look, looking at that lifestyle. Um, one time I posted a video like at five o'clock in the morning because I was having a hard time with getting one of my kids to sleep. And then as soon as I was able to get one to sleep, minutes later, the other one woke up 
and it was a real struggle that morning. <laughs> but I posted that video on Instagram and I got a lot of positive feedback from others saying they want to see more like this. And so that was kind of the origin of starting the dad's list because I knew that other people needed to see what the reality looks like beyond what they see in TV sitcoms or in dramas. And that always, that doesn't always paint the right picture. Yeah. I, I remember that video and I was like, wow. Uh, I was like that, that in itself, I said, you just need to keep putting content like that out there because that would resonate with so many others. No one sees the, everyone always sees what I call the hallmark card mm-hmm. of everything in life whether you're a business owner a dad teacher whatever just the hallmark the smiles like man you put that out there give some people a realization not to scare them off or anything but to let them know what it really takes and i think that's just a great viewpoint now before we dive deeper into the dad's list i mentioned in the intro that you've done various uh ventures and have tried your hand at many different things Give us a little backstory in that because knowing you, I feel as though every venture you've gone down has sort of led you to where you are now. Like this is what you were supposed to do. All of those efforts prior, this is the culmination of that. This is that end product that you weren't certain if that was supposed to work and it wasn't because it was just giving you the knowledge and the lessons and experiences that you needed to make the Dazzlist what it is. Yeah, most definitely. And um if, for people who knew me since I was in high school, um, if they said that, oh, yeah, Jay LaVar is the one who's going to be climbing the corporate ladder, they'd be like, no, nah, that's not true because I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. Um, did all the business classes when I was in school. Um, and by the time I got into the real world, by the time I was 18 years old, I got into network marketing because of a friend who went to Howard University, got me introduced. And I found that it was a great way to learn some great lessons and put actual real world experience into entrepreneurship being partnered with a company that actually has training involved, has personal development as the basis of what they do, and teaching you how to focus more on your personal development, your growth, more than you work on your business. That was a great foundation for me at 18 years old. That's when I learned about Jim Rohn and Brian Tracy and Robert Kiyosaki and reading books like, you know, um, uh, one of my favorite books is the richest man in Babylon and books like that, I got on early, which put the gave me the right mindset to move forward. And with those kind of things in my mind and how I thought differently than people that was around me, it made it more and more difficult every year to have a traditional job. And even though I was happy for getting promoted multiple times, I still knew that I was destined for more. So I got into network marketing. Um, Also, I've had other business ideas that I wanted to get going over the years. Um, One of the early uh, starts that I was creating was a company called uh, the Grind Artist Organization. Yes, I remember the Grind Artist. I do. Yeah, and so the purpose of that was to be able to, again, highlight entrepreneurs very similar to what you're doing here with this podcast and highlight entrepreneurs that are in the grind, that are not necessarily having the complete success that we see all the time, Mm -hmm. but the entry parts of it. Yeah, um, early phases. The early phases of it. So uh, I got started with that. Um, Also, even right now, um, I got connected with a company, a good friend of mine, Coach Fard Bell, out in the Bay Area, started a company called Born CEO Coaching. And uh, that company, again, was right in line with what I believed in. So... 
I got involved with him, and so now I help him with with operations for that company so that we can actually get to more people to, so they can start thinking the way that you and I think and reading the books and being able to have personal trainers and things like that. That's that's I think that's the big point of it too. It's uh we think differently when you think differently when you're when you gain access to that knowledge you're just forced to view things at a uh, at a different perspective. And I generally feel like there would be more entrepreneurs out there if that perspective or that knowledge was taught regularly. And that's what you and, and Fard have going on. You're trying to get that out there earlier, sooner, so there can be more entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, earlier in life than later on in life where you have these realizations. I mean, I think all of us have that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, everyone, you know, may have had a paper route or shoveled snow or, you know, uh, sold lemonade or uh, mowed lawns, lawns, you know. That was that entrepreneurial spirit. And if at that age and going through school, you knew that you could end up with, you know, True Green or Green Thumb or any of those things while you did it for something you can enjoy, chances are there'd be a lot more out there. So I'm definitely a huge fan of not just the Dazzlist, but what you guys are doing over there. I'm a big believer, and I really feel like that's going to change things a lot. And it's happening out in the West Coast, not too far off from Tech Valley. It's going to it's gonna hit, and when it hits, it's going to be a huge change for the culture, for everyone. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, right now, the key thing is getting people to switch their way of thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about the different generations and how they were raised and what was the belief level they had. And we're at a point now where anyone can become an entrepreneur. Um, I listen to Gary Vee all the time, and he talks about it's cool now to be an entrepreneur, right? But uh, people are still lacking either the financial education Mm -hmm. or the knowledge to be able to put things in place to make it happen and maximizing the tools that are in place right now. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think everyone's listened or heard of Gary Vee. And I believe in some of the things he says, some of the things I don't agree with fully, but I, I, one thing that I think you and I both have in common and will agree with that you just have to start and you have to put in the work yep. to, to get going. Um, now, I want to use that to segue into a moment that we've been friends for a long time and I've all, we've always believed in each other's path and always been one another's accountability set, like nonstop. And you know me, when I care... I go, I go all in and very few people can hang around me when I go all in. If I believe in you, (laughs) if I believe in you, you better run because that means I'm gonna put my foot on your throat till this work gets done. (laughs) Because if I'm working, you better be working just as hard. And uh, I'll never forget a pivotal moment for the dad's list. I had, uh, I saw a post on Instagram for a brewery that was hosting a function that night and I was like, oh, all right, well, that's pretty cool because I follow a lot of the breweries. We follow, I do a lot of stuff there. And I sent it to you and I said, hey, I don't know if you're able to make this. It's dumb short notice. I probably sent it to you at one in the afternoon. The event was at seven. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know if you can go there. It's like, I won't be there. But if you go there, I feel like that could be a really cool area because I was going to go to network and, you know, to just keep ties and so forth. But I said, if you can make it there, I feel like this could really be something. Do you want to pick it up from there? Yeah. And so it was interesting because, again, it was very short notice. And it was one of those moments where you're like, there's no guarantee of anything. And I have my kids at home. Um, I was already tired. Like, it's, 
you have all these reasons not to show up, especially when you don't have anything guaranteed. But um, I remember you challenging me to, hey, I think you should you should probably find a way to make this happen. And at first I was like, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's too short notice. I got a lot of stuff going on. Um, but last minute I decided, you know what? I do not want to have any regrets. And if I'm deciding to take this seriously, I don't know who I'm going to meet. I don't know what the situation is going to be like. And so I found a way to make it happen. And I got out to that event. Uh, what was amazing is that I was now at event at this brewery, brewery and it was called Dad's on Tap. And they've already had three or four of them at this point over the, since over this year that they just started. And what was great is that I was surrounded by other men who were living and breathing exactly what I was trying to promote with the dad's list. And the fact that everyone was getting together, there were no egos in the room. It was guys really just being open about their feelings, their experiences, sharing best practices with each other. And I felt right and I was in the right place. Yeah, I remember because you uh, uh, came by after the event and we had like a two hour recap and you just had that uh, look in your eye. And I remember uh, comparing it to the last time I saw that look in your eye. And, and it was just one of those where I know, hey, this is this is the turning point. This is what was needed to to like really fuel the fire. And you've definitely been fueling it and keeping those embers going and adding to it and building on it since. But it's those pivotal moments that a lot of people miss out on because they're not willing to become a little uncomfortable or to risk a little bit mm -hmm. just to go and make it happen. Uh, heads up, it's not going to be convenient. Right. Okay, Whatever it is that you're going for, whatever it is you're trying to go for is not going to be convenient. It's not going to come at an opportune time where you're perfectly right there. There may be other things that go in place that bring that that notification or that awareness of it to you. Like I said, I was just scrolling through chatting with some of the breweries and I saw that one. I was like, hey, I know what you're trying to build. Here's a place having an event that seems like this may be a great source for you to go to to get your that network growing. And I sent it. If it was five minutes later or two minutes later, I may not have ever seen it. And that night may have been skipped. But once the ball was in your court, it was up to you on how badly do you want it? And are you willing to shift things and make things happen to be there? Yeah. And that was one of the best decisions I've made to go. Um, so, so far, multiple things have come out of that. Uh, one, I was able to get in touch with the organizer, Scott, who runs the, the event. And we connected right off the bat as well. And uh, two events later, he had me on stage over there and we actually did an interview right there in front of all the dads. And I got a chance to share the story about the dads list and the purpose behind it, um, which would have never been an opportunity. I would have had to share the message about what we're doing if I had never went to begin with. Also, I got a chance to meet a gentleman uh, who goes by the name of Tony. I would go by Tony L. And me and him, we kicked it off as well. Right off the bat, he's also a father, a professional. And months later, now he's my co-host for the Daz's podcast. And this is someone I've never met, you know, six months ago. You yeah. know? And it's just once again, you've got to be willing to be uncomfortable and take advantage of those opportunities, even when they're not convenient. Uh, a perfect example for me personally with uh, my business was the day I had uh, an opportunity to meet Matt Horn and um, B, Brian Furman of um, B, 
Beast Crackling Barbecue and so many others that night. It didn't come at a convenient time. It was Super Bowl weekend. I had been slam-packed, exhausted. I'd just gotten back from uh, an event out in Grand Park and then just to have to go back. And But I did it because I'm. you never know if those opportunities are going to arise again. And you took advantage of that opportunity and developed and grew something out of it. You met Tony O and you made that podcast and which is a dope podcast, by the way. You guys need to go check it out. It's on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Carrier Pigeon, Golden Grams. Even th- <laughs> three dudes will show up at your door and sing it to you Basically. if you wanted to. Uh, <laughs> it's everywhere. The, the Dad's List podcast, check it out. But what I want to talk about is evolution. If we work back from the Dad's List podcast, the Dad's List podcast is actually an evolution of something you were doing on the website originally. Uh, and I want to go through this to sort of talk to other entrepreneurs about evolution and development that I've mentioned before that your first idea may not be a bad idea. It may just not be the right time for it. And sometimes it's a good time and a good idea, and then it can even be improved upon. So do you want to work backwards from how you're now uh, communicating with fathers versus the original intent and plan? Yeah, most definitely. So, um, the initial concept was to have a website where men can be able to come on the website and look at different and read stories of other men in different categories. So if you go on the website, you'll see that there's, you know, new dads and stepfathers and, and empty nest dads where your kids are already out of the house and all these different categories of fathers, divorced dads. And I wanted to be able to have a place where people can go click on the category that is aligned with their scenario and be able to just be empowered. Now, the, the challenge was getting people to submit their stories. And so right off the bat, you go to your friends and family members who are fathers who meet that criteria and definitely have people who are down for you right off the bat. But over time, I started to realize that it was difficult for people to put together a well-written story. Um, shout out to my wife, who's my editor-in-chief. So she goes through all the stories to make sure everything's looking good before it gets posted. But... Um, even though the intent was there and we got a couple of stories on, on the website, there was like a dry season where I was just like, man, I'm not getting anyone to submit any stories. And it's not that they don't want to. There's just a level of fear or some people just saying, hey, I'm not really good at, at writing or putting together something like this or I don't know how to talk about myself. So it became difficult to get submissions. But um, through that I started having more and more conversations. So maybe I'd be in Walmart, and uh, another great idea that I got from you was watching. Wait, you, you hear that? You hear that, people? I do. Not, <laughs> I, do I do have great ideas. Just put that out there. Just put that well, out there. Well, you know, again, I've been watching your hustle and your grind from day one as well. And so, uh, when you started creating your own T-shirts, and you got you got to a point where you only was wearing your own brand of clothing. Um, you encouraged me to do the same thing, so I did exactly that. I started wearing, creating, and producing the Dazzlet, you know, Dazzlet T-shirts, and I'd wear that everywhere I go. That even when I started with just two T-shirts, I would wash and repeat, wash and repeat, and that's the only shirt I would wear. I wear it to go to work. I'd wear mm-hmm. it to go to Walmart. And what was great, it was always a conversation starter. Yep. And that's when I started to realize people were way more comfortable having a conversation with me about their story. And who they are as a father and their experiences. I had a gentleman, I was sitting at a corner bakery, I was inside a corner bakery, and he just stopped me because he liked the shirt. And he was telling me, he's like, man, 
I, I just got I just got married and I have a new stepchild. And so I'm new to this whole fatherhood thing. And then I pass by and I see your T-shirt and it turned into a full blown conversation. Yeah. So that a lot that made me recognize that a conversation was definitely better than documentation. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to move forward with starting some kind of podcast and something I've never, ever done before, but it was worth taking a shot at. And, you know, you do what you do, which is do the research, watch a ton of YouTube videos. Um, not just because you're going to start off fresh doesn't mean it's going to be the best. I'm not going to have all the best equipment, but it was definitely worth taking a shot at. And so far, it we, we just released our fifth episode this past Sunday. We have our sixth episode going to be launched on Sunday again coming up. And it's just been a big hit so far. And it's been great. So that's 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 perfect and i'm happy that you you touched on that point and listen to me so many businesses <laughs> would would be so much further ahead if they just listen because i'm never trying to bring anyone down i all i all i hope to do is inspire others which is why i i did this podcast i literally had an hour and a half conversation earlier uh with someone who wanted some some business advice and some tips on what to do but People it really, really underestimate the value of a $7 t-shirt. People, ex- I don't understand that. Like, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to do business with me, which I do get a lot of DMs and such about that, if you don't have a shirt on, your shirt in your business, I, I can't do business with you. I, I genuinely can't because you're missing the biggest marketing, the biggest advertising tool, and that's yourself. And I can't stress it enough. Order yourself some shirts and some cards with your business name on it. And people will look. People will stop. You guys have heard me say numerous times before. I get a majority of my business just picking up my my, uh, meat orders at Costco just because they're like, all right, who's the guy walking out with, you know, three pallets worth of brisket? His shirt says barbecue. Okay, obviously he knows what he's doing. Let me go shake his hand or question him. People want to talk to you about what you're interested in what you're doing because you'll be surprised who's out there if everyone's shirt said what they did I'm pretty sure a lot more people would get along and communicate and I'm not saying to go walking around wearing name tags hey I'm a bagger at Kroger no but if it's coming up on tax season you better have something that (laughs) says you know tax and accounting what have you all the time that's what you need to do Um, but I I love that that little piece has helped lead to so many conversations and lead to so many dads I always think that you should always uh, and I want to tell you this I feel like you should go to Vista and get that the 500 card deal that I've drilled into everyone and just make a funny card that says you know welcome to the family or something dad related after you have a conversation with them just something humorous it's like here you know here it is one dad to another or whatever uh I I I thought because uh there's a company here in Georgia called Wild Hair they make dope beard creams. They got a scalp balm too. Low key, I'm just looking out for you. It's not even low key I'm just, anymore. I'm just looking out for you. Uh, and when he sees someone with a beard, he has a really funny uh, card. Well, not funny. It's an interesting card. You know, it says, "Hey, I, I saw your beard. I just want to say, let you know how good your beard is." And that's what it says on his card. And he gives you a little sample and stuff. And it worked with me. I order, and it's worked with a lot of other people, but. Something like that, that you can leave an imprint behind for your business is so big. And, you know, the dad's list, the podcast, all the avenues you have, I want to shift focus into where do you see this going? I know where I see it going, but where 
do you see this going as far as a, a business? Because right now it's not a it's not something you're doing to generate a profit or an income. Right. It is a passion, uh, a, a love project, a love something you want to see build gr- greater than yourself. What's sort of the next step from where you are right now? Yeah, so um, to continue to grow the podcast is because right now that's one of the best ways to reach people. People are in their long commutes to work and being able it's easier to just listen to something versus watching or reading. Um, but beyond the podcast, one of the next things we want to do, uh, Tony and I were just talking about it the other day, being able to create these get-togethers, um, just like the one Tony and I met at, and be able to have that not only in, in our local area, which is Atlanta, but all across the country and have different chapters of it. You know, There are t- tons of dad bloggers that are out there that I want to be able to connect with and be able to have them be able to represent and connect with other dads and so we can network nationwide. Um, outside of just creating these dad events, but also getting to merchandising as well. You know, there's tons of opportunities for us from a branding standpoint for fathers to be able to properly represent who they are and what they do as a father, especially stay-at-home dads as well. Again, mom bloggers have been doing it for years, um, and it's, it's commonplace in our society to have a stay-at-home mom, but there are tons of stay-at-home dads holding it down, and I would love for them to have a Dazzlist t-shirt that be, that recognizes their hustle and recognizes what they do to hold their families down at home. So, uh, yeah, merchandising, dad events, uh, you name it. So we, we have a few more things in the pipeline that we're going to put together. I was always a, a big fan of the events thing. I think we mentioned that the day after or the night of you, you going to that event, I, you know, I said, I see you doing these large meetups and it may start with one, maybe 15 to 20 people, but each year it will grow. And a great example of that is Curl Fest. It's the largest natural hair festival ever. And that started out in uh, New York and it started with originally maybe like 50 to 80 people attending. And they just had, I think they're sixth one in New York and that had 60,000 people wow. and they're actually doing one this year in Atlanta. Wow. It's the first time they're coming over here to Atlanta to do one. I'm going to go to support, you know, uh, and, and show love, but to see something like that grow, it's definitely something I see Dazzlist being able to do, even if people are just joining in uh, digitally, you know, online or something, I definitely think setting the groundwork for something like that is going to be very, very amazing and useful. So I also want to ask a question out of all the, the written submissions and, and the, the uh, recordings you've done with fathers, what story so far sticks out the most to you? Uh, no question. We had our second episode of the Dazzlist podcast was with a friend of mine. His name is Daryl. And his, his episode was really just sharing a story about him having a daughter that the relationship with him and his wife didn't work out. And she had custody of of her, of her daughter of his daughter, and they were separated for several years. And he made multiple efforts to try to connect with his daughter, and he was court ordered to pay child support a very exuberant amount. Um, but he, instead of fighting it, he paid it every month for several years, um, and he kept making efforts to try to find his daughter. And he would utilize friends and family members and 
getting investigation mode. And even through that story, he still chose not to badmouth his his ex-wife or anything like that. He kept it positive, and he was just sh- showing that it's all about making sure other men know that it's possible. And for him, one of the biggest tips that he gave was about having a plan. When that day does come that you're able to reunite with your child, what is the plan? Are you are you planning on how you're going to feel, how they may feel, their reaction, um, being able to what you're going to say to them, how they may respond, all of these different emotions. He spent years planning for and adjusting and maturing so that by the time that day did happen, he wasn't going into it blind. He he emotionally was ready for it, and so he was really encouraging fathers in that episode of the podcast to really put a plan together and be able to anticipate and keep plugging along until that day finally comes and staying positive. But that was one of the most impactful episodes we've had so far. Wow. that's And it was a great episode. I remember that. That's the gentleman who lit a birthday cake every year uh, for his daughter and did a celebration through her party despite her not being there, despite him not having any communication. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I I believe in the Dazzlers, little known fact, for everyone, like anyone who comes on here, it's there's no uh, sponsorship or whatever. That's why you don't hear ads or anything. It's just genuine. I, I believe in these companies, but I believed in your biz and I actually cut a check because I genuinely wanted to see this succeed. And I hated the idea of letting a monetary thing stop the possibility of helping others. Being uh, someone who didn't have his father there, I wish there was something set up like the dad's list when I was growing up or even maybe before my old man was there so that maybe he could have saw the value in being present in, in his, you know, kids' lives. And as, you know, the listeners would know now, I mentioned in the first episode, I uh, just lost my uh, biological father uh, about a week before Father's Day. And like I said, then in a video, you know, uh, I spent many a Father's Day without him, you know, but this was the first time he was actually gone. So to see you building a business like this that focuses on fathers trying to be in their kids' lives and those who are in their kids' Mm -hmm. lives, it definitely resonates. It definitely touches home. And though despite this isn't a profitable business or just yet or it's not something that we can say all right let's get into the numbers like I've been able to do on the other podcast it's still a business of something that needs to be done it's still and that's what a business should do it should solve or fulfill a need or requirement and this is something that's needed I genuinely genuinely believe that this will do and has done so much good bringing awareness to those fathers who are doing I, not what they're supposed to, because, yeah, I guess what you're supposed to do, but it's not done enough. And, and, you know, especially in various cultures and communities, like you said, you've had you've had letters from, you know, divorced dads, stepdads, separated dads, dads who, you know, hadn't communicated with their children in years. And, you know, it would have been nice to maybe reconcile with my old man. And I can't do that now. But to hear the stories of others is definitely um rewarding to if if that's supposed to uh if that can be the word to use there it's definitely rewarding and all I can do is stand back in awe and watch this grow because I I said it before I just truly believe that this has such a huge 
powerful and positive impact on that spreads cultures. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that, man. And um, as I think about it, especially for the listeners here who have passions and have ideas, um, there is a line where your passion will only do so much, but you do have to make sure you complete the other side of it too. It's getting the financial education. It's learning about business. It's learning about how to do social media. It's learning about all the other aspects because there are a lot of people who have great ideas, who are passionate about what they do, but because the other half wasn't taken care of, because they never watched a YouTube on video on starting a business or starting a podcast or whatever it may be, there's people that they're not able to save. There's people that they're not able to encourage no matter how much their heart is in the right place. Um, and, and that's sad, right? And so when you have podcasts like this or other companies or the businesses like what I'm doing, we have to find a way to encourage each other and motivate each other to do the right actions. Uh, so therefore we can be able to reach the people we want to reach and bless the people we want to bless. Uh, but again, it's passion is one thing, but knowing what to do with that passion is another and being surrounded by people who can. And that's why I'm, again, I'm grateful for our friendship even beyond business, but to have someone who's an accountability partner that you can share business practices with back and forth and share milestones with, even for the little things, Hey, I made this many phone calls today, or I booked another podcast uh, episode uh, visitor this week, or you telling me, "Hey, I booked another, you know, an, another brewery, or I booked a, a, another drop off for your catering." Like things like that, those conversations day to day on a regular basis makes makes so much more of a difference, especially when you have someone that's pushing you, and you're pushing someone else as well. So, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Accountability is a massive part, a huge facet of being an entrepreneur and sometimes it's very difficult to hold yourself accountable. So you need someone there. And if you are able to hold yourself accountable, it's on your shoulders as well to help motivate others because you know what it takes to succeed. And you going through this, I'm sure it hasn't been easy. It's not like you said, you've mentioned YouTube university a couple of times now. And when you start something like this, the way you have where it's uh, an extremely big motivator, something you're very passionate about. How would you tell someone who's not going the traditional route? What would you tell them to do? Well, again, it's about connecting where their heart is with what it really needs, what it, what it really takes to make it work, right? And so um, I'm a b big believer of YouTube and Google searching and by any means necessary, getting the information you need to succeed and right now we're in that information age still where people can find whatever they're looking for and start connecting with different types of people and finding ways to actually connect and get the information necessary to start and then after you get the information it's just having the courage to act on it yeah that's true and that's you i want this podcast series to not only inspire you but inspire you to act because yeah. all of this is completely useless if you're not going to do anything with that inspiration you've got to do something and you mentioned it earlier that you know you didn't know what to do with the podcast you knew it was going to suck but you still did it mm -hmm. you, you just sort of have to do it you can't plan everything everything looks great on paper until you do it and you realize you need more paper because you ran you missed so much but you have to 
everyone's so afraid to fail. The conversation I had earlier, we were just breaking down the ratios of failure and it's 90% of entrepreneurs fail in their own mind before they even do anything for the business and they just puts them out of the game. They're like, nope, not going to do it. I, I'm going to fail. No point. Then that 10%, everyone knows 50% of businesses fail in the first year. That 10% leads to five that are just there pushing and digging and clawing away at it until they make it work. You know, being an entrepreneur is very, uh, it's a very tricky thing to, to do. It's easy to clock into work, you know, nine right. to five, have this paid for you, have that paid for you, but you don't realize how much you're relying on someone, you know, um, one of our last guests, you know, that was his gig until the company eliminated his position. Then what do you do? Right. So you've got you've got to work and build for yourself. So for someone who is in this route that you've gone through, what's what's sort of been like the hardest part of it so far? I would definitely say juggling family life as well as business life, which is ironic considering that the business life is based on family, family life. life right <laughs> <laughs> no and um, so for those who don't already know if you if you're not following me on social media but um i've been married for 12 years now and we have four beautiful children my youngest is a year old and my oldest is eight going to be nine in a few months and so uh having a daughter and three boys it's no easy thing while trying to build a business, you know, and when you work from home, you know, you have those decisions where it's, I'm in the office locked up and I'm, and I'm working hard and I'm doing what I got to do. And then I hear the two older kids fighting and I'm like, man, I need to jump in and, and settle this as dad. Right. <laughs> and then it's going back and forth. So, but it's also respecting my time and being diligent and knowing to have office hours and having that communication with my wife around when I'm doing this and when I'm doing that. Uh, something something that I've done recently was creating a better system for booking our podcast episodes and our guests, mm -hmm. right? And utilizing systems I know you've talked about on previous episodes for like Squarespace, sorry, Squarespace for websites, but Square Up for taking payments, also Square uses for booking. Mm -hmm. And I was able to mac maximize that. And what I was able to do now is set some dedicated time slots so my wife knows in advance these are the days and these are the times that I do interviews for the podcast. And through the application, when I'm actually getting people access to our scheduling, they see in advance. So they can book in advance when they want to come on the podcast. And it's already working within the agreement between me and my wife. So um, the hardest part has definitely been making sure I stay on track between work life as well as my family life, but creating systems and, and putting them in place and communicating with your sp with my spouse uh, was part of the best way to help overcome the, a lot of those challenges. Uh, that's perfect. That's perfect. And I, that leads into an amazing segue because we're both tech heads. My head just has hair. Uh, <laughs> if anyone keeping count, that's the third jab today. It's the third one. I'm putting, I'm going, that's the hat trick. I'm going for I five, am, ladies and gentlemen. I am bald by choice at this point. <laughs> Let's be honest. It wasn't always like that. It took a very close friend coming to you, letting you know everyone it's knows. It's time to go. It's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. I had that George Jefferson. I had to be, oh, wow. I had to, I had to be your wheezy on that one. Like, hey, George Jefferson. Hey, Hey, hey there, big fella. <laughs> no, but it's an amazing oh, segue because we're both uh, tech heads. Yes. Talk about 
your utilization and some of the things tech-wise that has really helped? Because you, you already touched on that that scheduling portion, mm-hmm. but I want to give some listeners some you know those who are out there like all right I, I got I did this but I just need some nuggets some let's try to give them some tech nuggets what what is helping because first off I'll go first the, the podcast ordeal you don't need uh, a, a huge studio you don't need nope. a huge production you don't you, I, we could be in a closet right now you guys wouldn't be able to tell but you can do all of this from your phone mm-hmm. the podcast so what what text uh, technology have you used throughout the building of the dad's list? Yeah, most definitely. So, um, one, I have my computer. That's kind of the heavyweight that hands a lot of um, the website building and things like that. Um, I have my phones that I utilize. I say phones because I'm kind of a, like I said, tech nerd. So, <laughs> <laughs> Android, I write, iOS. I write, yeah. right, Android as well as iOS. And um, so that allows me to stay com- communicate. That, connected on the go on a regular basis. So that makes it easy. Uh, from a software standpoint, uh, I use Slack. Slack is a, 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 it's an app that allows people to communicate in teams. And so my, my, myself and Tony O, when we're organizing the podcast, we have different channels that we've built out. Everything from guest lists to general conversation to um, topics to uh, for episodes, you name it. And we communicate on a regular basis that way, and that's how we stay in touch. Um, also, calendar, just maximizing a basic calendar through the, our devices, through the phone, mm-hmm. through your computer, and sharing. So, like I said, myself and Tony, we have a shared calendar. So when someone books a podcast uh, to be on the guest list, it automatically populates in the calendar, and both myself and Tony see it at the same time. I also make sure that my wife is synced to that calendar so she's also fully aware of what's going on. So even just doing shared calendars, um, whether you use, like I use Google Google calendars for, for everything. So being able to use that shared mm-hmm. is super easy and basic. And that's, that's a big nugget and a big tool. Uh, I want to break it down a little bit more for those listening. Whatever it is, your business or entrepreneurial path, whatever portion of the journey you're on, it's very important to utilize readily available free tools yeah. that you have access to because you can almost run your entire business on free software. It just depends on what level of that convenience you're willing to accept. And you, these are processes and procedures and things that you put in place as the need arises for them. You know, you're going to, and you'll only, once again, you'll only face these and find these out when you start so you've got to start and go through the bumps, go through the mistakes, go through the, oh, I thought you were going to schedule that person. You know, you didn't schedule it. All right, well, we need to figure this out and put this thing in place to make it happen. That's a part of being an entrepreneur. It's not all the glitz and glam of you doing what makes you happy or what you're extremely passionate about. You have to set up these processes in order to make sure you're able to do what makes you happy and you're passionate. And I think having a proper scheduling system works which makes me laugh since this podcast has no proper scheduling system (laughs) (laughs) or or booking other than it's every tuesday you wake up it's there drops at 6 a.m that's the most scheduled this gets but as far as my barbecue business that thing's booked all the way out just so i know exactly what i need to do where i need to be who i'm cooking for and x y and z so things like that are great and you mentioned google calendar yep i use also slack Slack to communicate, which is also another free application. And the only paid one there is what Square Square Up. 
No, actually, uh, even for Square, yeah, uh, the scheduling aspect, the booking, mm-hmm. um, that's absolutely for free as well. Yeah, there you go. So I'm I'm milking all of that. Also, I'll give you another tip for this audience. Um, so, for example, email. There are a lot of different email clients out there that, and for some people, they think email is email or an email client is email client. It doesn't really matter. But I would recommend looking, watching YouTube videos and researching a little bit more de- into detail of some of the benefits of some of the differences between them. For example, um, the one I use is called Spark, made by Riattle. Mm-hmm. And I have it on my Mac as well as on my phone and on my iPad. But one of my favorite features that's, that's helped me in the business is that they recently came out with a feature called Templates. So now I can actually create a template and have it ready to go. Um, so, for example, the way I use that right now, once someone is booked for the podcast, I already have a template already in place where I can just fill in their name, the date and time to confirm the, the, the day for the interview, mm-hmm. as well as information they're going to need. Hey, this is what tool we use to remote. Um, interview. This is the browser you're going to need. This is what microphone recommendation I, I, I have for you. Or this is what headphone I would tell you to do or to get. And make sure that they're all set up for the upcoming interview, right? Nice. But that's nice. It's just having, but that's just a simple template. So as soon as something books, I just click one button, enter a couple of pieces of information, and hit send, and I'm done. And that's just a special feature of Spark. Whereas maybe the stock you know, mail app may not have that feature. Nope. But again, through research and listening to podcasts like this and getting these little nuggets of things that you can do just a little bit differently, that is what it takes to start tweaking your setup to make sure you can get going on the right foot. Yeah, that's that's a great little tidbit there. It really is because, you know, setting all that up may have taken a day to jot up and create a proper template and so forth, but you're investing that time for a long time term return because mm-hmm. you get that time back you no longer have to do it every single time because you've created that template set it you've created the scheduling platform which ties into the calendar system so you really are just investing i always say uh past sheet has set a uh, future sheet up for success because i'll do little things that i know if i get it done right now the future me is going to be so happy about mm-hmm. uh and it works all the time it's like oh appreciate that Pashid, and I keep that going <laughs> and these are the little things the little nuggets that are more the behind the scenes the processes the back of house stuff of a business that can really help so if you're someone out there who's been getting a lot of email inquiries about catering or getting email inquiries for booking a, a pressure washing service or a, a workout or anything of that nature here's a way to set that up using spark if you have issue, issues um, communicating and scheduling things. It's like there's a million and one things out there. You just have to hear how other people use it and do a little bit of research for yourself. Now, before we go, I always, always like to find out from people what would be three bits of advice you'd either give someone or give yourself if you could go back to let's say the morning of before I sent you that link or that image, what would you have told yourself back then that you've learned or experienced now is that would motivate you? So three pieces. Three. If you got three pieces. Yeah. So the first thing I would say is um, really to dig deep and figure out your why. Why are you doing it to begin with? Sometimes. Ideas are formed for monetary gain, but there's no real foundation in it. And so if, if your why is strong enough, 
the how and the what will figure itself out. So that would be the first thing that I would definitely work on is just identifying your why and make sure that it's strong enough to move you forward. Uh, the second thing that I would recommend and advise for someone listening is research. And research doesn't mean sitting in a library anymore like it used to. Research is a few minutes on your phone watching a, watching a YouTube video. It is going into Apple Podcasts app and being able to just search the topic that you're interested in and finding a ton of podcasts that are talking about the subject you're on. It's knowing your competitors, things like that, and being able to see what they're doing and learning and knowing what to adjust or what to improve upon, right? Um, so doing a lot of research. And then I would definitely say the last thing is communication. Um, whether that's communicating with your family, your spouse, uh, whether that's communicating with your friends, sometimes that's just a matter of sharing what you're doing because you're, again, if, if, if the why is strong enough, you're going to find people who are willing to sing and say your, sing your praises from the mountaintops just to support you regardless. And, but if they don't know what you're doing, then they can't help you. Yeah. So communicating that out to the people you care about um, is going to be the next big thing. So those are my three. Nice, nice. I appreciate that, brother. And, and I just want to say thank you again for being here. Thank you for all that you're doing, not just as a father, but also, you know, an entrepreneur putting in, you know, blood, sweat, tears, long hours into building the dad's list to help motivate and inspire others out there. Uh, how can the people reach you? Give them all the socials. Yeah, basically it is the dads with an S list at everything. So that's at Twitter, that's at Facebook, that's on Instagram, and that's on the website as well. So thedadslist.com. I'm telling you, that keeping that continuity is great because now you're not, oh, well, on Twitter, you got to put the <laughs> underscore, the backside. Nope. Keep, try to find something that you can say the same thing on all, across all platforms. So that's great. And stay tuned for the YouTube channel. We're about to launch that shortly as well. So um, we're going to be on YouTube too. Wow. There you go. And I'm assuming that's under the dad's list. Same name, same everything. Yeah. Perfect. And we'll have a link on the website. Perfect. Perfect. Um, well, I want to thank you for coming in, man. And thank you all for listening. My name is Rashid Phillips. This is the Entro Podcast the podcast that introduces you to early stage entrepreneurs at various stages of their entrepreneurial journey. Please, if you dig it, like, share, subscribe, send it to a friend and have them send it to two friends. There's a lot of great information out here. It's just free information, free 99. Listen and share. I truly appreciate all the feedback. And as always, if you have any questions, reach out to me on any social media. It's Entro Podcast everywhere, or just email me at entropodcast at gmail. Have a great day, guys.